Good morning, Rabboi Sai. Ah, I don't know, there's a little bit of a knesh there. You gotta, you gotta change it. You know what? Good morning, Rabboi Sai. That's better. Or you can go. Okay, now, let me show you. Sponsors. That's next. 25 balloons and dancing is Hashem, Every scene we make something for my family as well, besides the MDYC room that I go to, since they're all very excited about the daf. By the scene, my wife surprised me and printed out the MDY Megillas Esther professionally done. And 25 balloons saying Mazel Tov, the cover the scene. It's very nice. Watch. You'll see in the video. Then we danced away. I still can't believe that I'm Baruch Hashem still going strong in Yivamas. The credit is yours. Simcha Shmuel Solomon. Since Sukkot Daf Chof Ches. Like Avedizor Daf Chof Ches. So I want to show you this video. And it gives me a lot of no. I think this guy is doing it right. Why? He's involving his mishpacha. Yeah, we got video. We got audio. Ah, we need audio. Hold on. Let's go back to the audio. Make it nice and loud. Look at the balloons in the background. 25 million. Let's see how we go. Everybody. Anyway, the bottom line is, this guy is involving his mishpacha, showing them how gishmak Torah is. The wife is involved. She got 25 balloons. I don't think they're cheap. I don't know. What do they cost? A couple of dollars each? It's $100 worth of helium. So it's a nice thing. So anyway, call a kavod to this Rabbi Solomon. <laughs> and then we have here one more video. We have a chasen in the house. Everybody's invited. When's the chasana? Tomorrow night. Where? <laughs> so, everybody, say, uh, just a quick message. Today, we're going to print on Yavama's Chelik Beis. There's a big debate whether or not we should do a push in the middle of a Masechta. It happens to be that the numbers for Yavama's are extremely strong. It's unbelievable. We were expecting a huge drop in Yavamas. In fact, there's an increase of people watching Mesechtas Yavamas. So, with that being said, and we, we never really tried a push of a Gemara, because we started the whole Gemara campaign when the Mesechtas were short. Small, small, smaller Mesechtas, I think. Do we have Sukkah? I don't remember anymore. But anyway, it's Chagiga, Tainas, Megillah, one volume. To go in the middle of a... So we're, we're, we're trying it out. And if anybody wants the schos to sponsor, to be in the front page in big letters, small letters, today is the final day that you could do so. I know I haven't spoken about it. I haven't mentioned it. Today is the day. If not, 
Avi Kamiyansi is going to sponsor the whole thing, Mr. Shem. And Nachman Seltzer. The Koilo, we have to switch the Koilo. It's about time. I, the guy, no, seriously, the guy is waiting there to do it. Shia Greenfield wants to do a month. There's another guy that wants to do a whole month. And I'm just keep on going with Mr. Anonymous because I don't know when it's over. Mr. Anonymous, literally, this was Chaya Bas Yosef. Hopefully, today is the last day. Probably two weeks ago was the last day. I, my wife is in America, so I went to uh, Hintent. I'm looking for some dinners. I, I was eating cookies and chocolate yesterday and the day before. But I went to the pizza shop two days ago at 10 o'clock at night. That was the only thing open because I was starving. Finally, I realized, oh, I didn't eat today. So I go there, and two teenage girls come over to me and go, Rebelli, yeah. And they had tears in their eyes, and they said that their mother is having a bone marrow surgery today. They asked me if we could learn of Nava Bas Mazel, whose father, Nava's husband, and these teenage girls' father watches the daf. I don't know who he is, and asked for a name, but I saw there's a lot of tsar in their eyes, bone marrow today. You know who that is? Menachem Leibovich. Okay. So she should have her a full shlema. Parnas Achoydes, surely Rosenfeld, in memory of my dear friend, Yehuda Augenbaum, Parnas Achoydes, by the Lachan Lebevich families, do not send me dinner, please. I like the cookies, the ice cream. By the Lachan Lebevich families, Lakewood has a schus for our families. Parnas Achoydes, Jonathan Davidov, that's Lacha of the Davidov family. Parnas Achoydes, various friends and family are for shlema for Yaakov Yehuda Ben Gittel. Today by a great nephew, Peretz Chaim Levin. Victor Shalom Zach. By the way, there's a guy here. I didn't hop at the time. I'm hopping now. Breskin. Remember the guy Breskin from Lakewood? The guy with the black beard? Yeah. The white shirt and the jacket? No, he was here. He came from America, but he came twice. He was here two weeks before he came special for the scene. Another guy that came special for the scene. Is someone feeding the dog? I have no idea. I was wondering why he was barking all night. I was wondering why I wasn't barking at all. Victor Sholem, Zach, Rufur, Shlema, Liza, Leah, Bat Mazel. I was thinking to myself. There are a lot of people out there that say, this guy is nuts. What am I going to share with a dog? I've never seen anything like it. But I'm asking you, it's the same thing as Tchelos. Same thing. If your son's Rosh Hashiva told you, you have to get a dog, how many people here would get a dog? 95% won't. I'm going to get a dog? So the Rosh Hashiva could jump. To get the dog is the Gvura. So true, so true. <laughs> Victor Shalom Zach, I do not like the dog. I wish I didn't have to get the dog. But the Roshiva begged me and told me a hundred times I have to get it. And we sat down and he came to my house and I had to sit down in his house. No, I learned with him. He, the, that time he sat in my life because he bothers me. He barks and barks and barks. It is, it's Narevayim. him with him. By the way, my wife is gone. There's different eights that we could do. When she comes back, different, different ideas were thrown around. We'll put, we'll put him like in a box or something, like, well, whatever, something. Victor Shalom, Zagrafo, Shleim, Eliza, Leah, Bat Mazel, Tov, and honestly, Bat Yitferes, Bat Naomi, Malko should have his chus to have healthy children. And Golden Dove Alert. Golden Dove Alert. Who's that? Official baby girl, Chaya Hena, to Simcha and Margie Gross. Mazel Tov, to Safta Susan, Shrek, Greer, and Fischl and Sarli. Mazatov, the great grandmothers, Miss Beverly Gross and Miss Razel Snow. This is a double, the amount of words, double charge. Aliza and Avi Sherman on the occasion to get this other recognition. 
of and thanks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the ultimate healer, for he's done on our um, on our behalf. May you bring your full shleim l'chol chol Yisrael. And finally, by Ari Davis, we miss you of Golders Green, London, in honor of his new grandson Mazel Tov, born today, the son Yankee. Is that his first one? L'chayr? No, I don't know. He looks very young. Mazel Tov, Mayor Joseph from Manchester. A boy, say, you know, unbelievable daft today. Where are we? Toshma. So we're still going with this whole question. The tzara of Anerva. Could you be miyabim her or not? Big nafkemina. If you cannot be miyabim her and you are miyabim her, there's isakaris. Children are mamzerim. Beishami say you could be miyabim. Did they actually follow through on their own psak or not? At the end of the day, by the way, if anybody is wondering, because it's a long sugya, they follow through. So let's get here to the charts. Why not? Okay, and this. Yala. And we had this halacha before, this Rebbechim Benuri. What could I do to make some sort of pshara here, to make this that there's no issues, that there's no mamzerim according to this one, and there's no woman walking around that didn't even have a chalitza according to Beisil. If we pass in like Bishamai according to Beisil, this is Issacharis, the children are mamzerim, there's going to be a big disaster in Klai Yisrael. Beisil say, she's a tzara of an erva, let's say two women fall to you, one of them happens to be your daughter, say Beisil, the other one who's not related, She's the co-wife of the daughter. Goes and gets married to whoever she wants without chalitza. So yesterday we learned there's nothing no, nothing doing, but today we're going to see there's a kavachaymer. And according to Rebbe Echen Ben-Nuri, all the way on Bays, the Vlad is pogum, meaning if she goes out without chalitza, she goes gets married, it's Israelav. The problem is that the children cannot marry into Kahuna. So what does he say? I have Everybody will agree to this. Just do Chalitza and no Yibum. What's the worst comes? Worst case scenario. So basically say she doesn't require Chalitza. So we'll tell them, tell them, remove the shoe, spit a little bit. Nothing will happen. But as long as there's no Yibum. Says the Gemara, speak I'm thinking now. I, I learned this before, and I thought a little bit. It didn't really. Thinking now, this idea of nitrifasha. How many times do we have uh, an inspiration to do something, and we say, okay, we'll do it. We'll take care of it. We're going to speak that. Yeah. And what happened? They had a great idea. They didn't implement it. didn't let it happen. You got to do it, you got to do it right away. I'm not saying that they procrastinated. I'm just saying for us, we maybe could learn something from here. Great idea, you take, you just jump on it and you do it. It was too late. It never happened. I like your idea, but what about all these women that fell 
that were married, this is, by the way, the Gemara is going to say, Maise Shahoya. This is not, we were saying that it happens in Iowa, this, that. No, Maise Shahoya, that an uncle married his niece, and he had another wife, and he died without children, and it happened that this daughter fell to him, Li'ibum. So you're telling me that the other one should go out, but what you're saying right now, Rabbi Yechimbenuri, is the Chacham and Paskin, that they, we require a Chalitza. It's not enough just to let her go out and get married. So what happened was, you have a woman who listened to Basilel before Rabbi Yechimbenuri came along, and, and she got married, because we still say she doesn't need chalitza. The co-wife, the tzara of the daughter, she went out and she got married without chalitza. And now, if we institute your psak, it's going to come out that she got married illegally, that she needed a chalitza. Because we're saying from today on, we need chalitza. And what about yesterday? You can't ignore the fact that yesterday people got married, and according to you, they required a chalitza, and there's no chalitza. Yeah, so fine, 100% you're right because Rashi says the kids are mamzerim. So according to Bishamai, let's say that they could have got married and they could have had, thank you Rachamim, they could have, they could have, they could be miyabim the tzara. So it comes out, you're passing now that this chalitza required. So in, in fact, you're saying that all these kids are mamzerim. I just didn't understand, like, it's more of a takana, it's more of a apshara, it looks like. But over here, nobody, I didn't see anybody talk about it. Rashi says, the mamish mamzerim. Okay. And of course, we're talking about bishamai, because we're trying to prove whether or not bishamai acted upon their psak. So if you say that they acted upon their psak, and they got married, they were miyabim, the tzara, and according to Bishilol, they are mamzerim, I know they come manasa. And that's his big question, now you created mamzerim in the world. From today on out, you have to go back, there's people that are married based upon Bishami's psak, and you're telling me that it's not a good psak. But according to you, if you hold that they didn't act upon it, then what's the big deal? Nobody, there's no mamzerim out there. We're not worried. At the end of the day, they didn't act upon it. But he was concerned about the tzara that got married without chalitza. We're concerned about the Basil side, not the Bishamay side. What are we going to do? What, what happened until that point? There's no chalitza. It's either they were miyabim, or they just went out. Either they passed in like Bishamay. Let's say they come from... The, Bishamai family, so they were miyabim. But we're going to say they weren't miyabim. Layasu. So what, what's the other tzad? Basila. Basila hold that you can just get married without chalitza. Oh, get married without chalitza is a major problem. These tzarais that got married. Without chalitza, according to Bishamah, what should we do? Lichaltzu, if you tell them today, they're married for 10 years, now you tell them, Rabid, you, you, you require chalitza, mimasya gavrayu. Now their husbands are going to think that they lived b'isr for 10 years. It's not nice. In fact, there's certain halachas, I don't remember exactly what, I just remember such halacha, that certain times there's a suffix of a tvila, 
And you tell the woman, be toivel again. But if it's going to, if, if she was already with her husband, then it's going to create a, a meal. He goes, whoa, I was there with Isser. So you say, no, in that case, you don't go again. Sometimes you have to be mocked on what, on what the husband is going to think. And if you say, okay, too bad. We require chalitza from today on, and let's do chalitza. How many times have we seen her in this Masechta? The Torah is pleasant. The Torah is not there to create issues for you. If you, if you look deeply, you'll see the Torah is there to help you out. There's never a situation where the Torah gets you, so to speak. You're going to ruin your whole marriage in 10 years, and you're going to think that you were with a woman that required a chalitza, and you, and you lived with Isser. Okay, so that's why he said, Manasa. That was his question, but at the end of the day, they didn't institute it. This is uh, an incredible line here, very hard to understand. Again, what are we trying to understand? We're trying to understand whether or not Bishamay actually followed through on their psaq, the tremendous psaq. They hold, you can marry the tsara. You're to marry the tsara. There's a mitzvah to marry her. And according to Basil, if you marry her, the Mamzerim. So what, what do you do? Do they do it or not? Reb Tarfan's brother married Reb Tarfan's daughter. Comes Reb Tarfan, If this is how we understand what he was saying, he says, I can't wait for the day that my brother drops dead and my own daughter becomes an almana. And I could be miyabim, I have a taiva to be miyabim, her co-wife. It's just, Mikufia doesn't, it, something's not, doesn't jive here. They're trying to talk about it. They're from Shatimir. So you have to say, the Gemara says, of Asiena. What happened was, what he's saying is, I want to show that Basil, the Basil is right. Oh. Basil, I'm going to marry the Tzara with Al Khalitza. I'm going to marry her off. I'm going to say, go ahead and marry. Go ahead and marry. From the Gemara's question, you see. What? Yeah. Vasiena, I'm going to marry her off to somebody else with Al Khalitza. Oh, that was the Taivani Kalmar. He had a tie, no, he had a tie to show that Allah is like Basil, you just marry off without Khalitza. So it's not about me. It's a, I have a tie. I want this to be done with somebody else. There was a Maisa, just we'll throw it in here. Why not? There was a, a Ganav comes to the Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, so Shana, I want a bracha, Hatzlach in my Parnasa. So Rebbe says, well, you're a Ghana, I can't give you such a bracha. So what, that you should be mitzlich to rob other people? He says, no, no, no. All those people that need to be robbed, they should be robbed through me. <laughs> I have a taiva that if he dies, if something bad happens, I'm going to have the schos of marrying her off with al-Khalitza. It's, it's still... It's unbelievable. It's his brother we're talking about. It's his daughter. Everybody's getting needed, but he has a type of the show that that's Allah. We have to understand. By the way, just as another thing, Reb Tarfin was the one that always used to say, uh, is bini, something like that. It's not lush, and like, and his sons actually died. He used to talk very strong like that. Huh? No, but I'm saying in terms of strong shyness of saying things like, I, I, 
This person died, didn't die. Okay. Rav Tarfin. Yeah. Was it him? I don't know. I don't remember. So the other rabbis, so it's good. Here, then it's even better. Even though I'm a Talmud Bishama, I want to show that I love like Basil. Givaldic. Everybody is noyeg like Basil. So what, what's this big taiva that he has that, that's different than everybody else? You're right. Everybody marries without chalitza. I want to show that love is not like Rebbechem Benuri that you should require a chalitza to make it uh, a little bit of a chumrah. Basil say no chalitza and Rebbechem Benuri says yes chalitza. Forget about Bishamah. Of course I'm not going with Bishamah. But even in Basil, maybe we should be makbid a little bit more and just require chalitza. Come on, no. I'm going to marry off without chalitza not like Rebbechem Benuri. Toshma. Another story where Rav Gamliel's daughter was married to her uncle, to Rav Gamliel's brother. A true story of Yibum, a daughter falling to a father, Yibum. No, seriously, before, I know I learned this once upon a time. I probably gave a share on this in Chicago. But I don't remember, I didn't recall. I thought it's like theoretical stories, a lot of them, a lot of them. But here's a story which to us seems very weird and, and different, but it happened that an uh, uncle married a niece and the uncle was married to two women, so in our days it's not possible at all, it doesn't happen. But even, he had two wives and one of them was a tsara to his own daughter. V'yibem Rav Gamliel Tsarasa. Rav Gamliel paskin like Beisila, let him z'miyabem the tsara. Like Bishami, sorry. V'yibem Rav Gamliel Tsarasa like Bishami. Thank you for paying attention. I have a Shiloh for the children here. Just the children, just if you're 13 and younger, 14. Why is it called the islandist? Uh, raise your hand if you know. Why is it an islandist? Akiva, why is it an islandist? Isle, Gvaldi. Okay, that's, I just want to make sure people are paying attention. Fine. Vitizmer Gamliel, just to throw that off. So, Gamliel, Paskin like Bishamai. We have to go to this thing in a second. Okay. Great. Ask Gemara, go, Gary, control the screen now. If you look at this famous chart over here, uh, you can barely see, but here's Hillel Azokin. After that comes Reb Shimon. After that, Gamliel Azokin. Then Reb Shimon Gamliel. And then Rabbi Gamliel. Five generations from Hillel. So, how could you tell me that Reb Gamliel is a Talmud of Bishami, that it did Bishami? Doesn't make any sense. Here I thought Reb Chaim Kenevsky has the greatest yichus in the world, for sure in our generation, right? Lachamol. Briskerov. Yeah, but you have yeah, but you have here from all sides, every everywhere you look, you have Shtemer Michi Yehuda as Mechutanim, you have Liashiv, you have the Leshem, you have this, the Stipler. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fine, so tomorrow, where's yours? <laughs> Gave it to me, Matano. But neither, you don't use it against me. <laughs> Look at this piece, Rabbi Sai. We're using a new piece, a new device. This is from Citron. I gotta say, I don't have to say it, but I'm saying this anyways. The promo video that sells, because he actually did, Yaakov Citron, who has unbelievable equipment, and this just became mine. He, um, he did a video for us. I don't know if you saw it. 
to promote the shear. So Yishkoyach, I have to say Yishkoyach to him, Yishkoyach for all you do for the shear, Yishkoyach for this piece of equipment. Because now we don't have to run this long, ugly wire through the base measures, we can do it remotely. Is there, did anybody notice, uh, was there a delay on this one? It's right before, it's uh, like a little bit, it anticipates what's coming, okay. How could you say that he's like the Talmud of Bishamis, though he married the Yavama, Elishani, Bidashur, Gamliel, says the Gemara. So we have to pay attention over here. The Gemara says right away, Shani, Bidashur, Gamliel, the island of Saisa. Have it. So we have all the stories in one. We have a Bas, we have a Tsara, we have an islandess, all in one story. She's an islandess. And if she's an islandess, we learned that an islandess is not Roy for Yibum, and therefore it's as if he never married her, it's a Mekatos, and then he married her, then the co-wife is available for Yibum. Why not? So in the Seifa it says that they hold, oh, we have a, a new invention. The daughter of Gamaliel was an islandess. So it seems like we didn't know about this answer. It's only the Cherim say that she was an islandess. So for that we have three tirutzim, and it's important to pay attention here because the first teretz is slightly different than the two other tirutzim. First teretz says, hikirba veloi hikirba ikebenayu. Here's a chart, doesn't really help. Here are the three tirutzim. According to the first teretz, everybody agrees that she was an islandess. The Tanakam holds she's an islandess, Achirim holds she's an islandess. In the other two tirutzim, that's not how it's working. It's the only the Achirim holds she's an islandess. And there's a different reason why the Tanakama holds what they hold. But if we hold the first terrace, she was an island. So what's the difference between the Tanakama and the Akhir? A big difference that we had the other day. The difference is if Hikir and Loyikir did the husband know that she was an islandess? So according to the Tanakama, he didn't recognize it. And therefore what? It's a Mekah Tos. If it's a Mekah Tos, not married. And therefore he can be Miyabim. According to Achirim, it doesn't matter if Hikir or Hikir. That's another time we had in that, that, that Sogya. That even if Hikir, he recognized that she is an islandess and he married her. So it's a good Kiddushin. But since she's not available for Yibom, she's not in the parsha. but you could marry the Tzara. So so according to the Tanakhama, what happened was, here, let's look at this picture for a second. Oh, so we have like this. Noam is gone. Okay, great. We have a guy that married two women. We have Reuben, he marries two women. He marries Shimon's daughter, and he also marries Atsara, the Berkel lady. But step two is that he divorced his Shimon's daughter. He divorced that lady, that's why there's an X on her. Step two is that after he's married, he didn't like her, divorced her. So by the time step three happened, which is Reuben went bye-bye, he wasn't married to Shimon's daughter. Is the tsara considered a tsara or not? Right, that's the question we had the other day. What causes a tsara? Is it, does she have to be married to Reuben at the time of Reuben's death? Or just the fact that once upon time, co-wives, even five years ago, is that also a tzara? That's the machlokes here. So according to the Danakama, since she wasn't an erva at the time of the death, she wasn't related 
she wasn't a tsara. She was divorced. The, Shimon's daughter was divorced from Reuven at the time of Reuven's death. Therefore, you see the green line, Shimon could marry the tsara. The green line. But according to Acherim, there's no green line. It's also to marry the tsara. Why? Because they were once co-wives. Oh, so why did he marry her? Because she was an islandess. So over here, only Acherim says she was an islandess. According to the Tehran and Kami, you don't have to come on to islandess because they weren't co-wives at the time of death. But according to Acherim, not being co-wives at the time of death is not important. As long as they were co-wives at one point of time, the Tzara Zasser. So why in this case was the Tzara Mutter? She was an islandess. See the difference, very big difference in the Tirutzim. Because now, now according to the Cherem, she's really usher and Nihilus makes him mutter. A little different than the first act. And the fact that the Tanakhama doesn't even hold she's an Nihilus. He buys him in another answer. What happened was that a person made a condition with this woman. He said, listen, if you have any mumim, if I find out that you're Meshuggah, whatever it is, don't try to play games with me now. Because if I find out later, this Kiddushin, this you're gone. It, it never was Chal. Could you do something like that? We have a big machlaikis. It's a gewaldic kakasha. According to the Tanakam, it's a mekachtos. And she was never married. His daughter was never married. And therefore, the only one available is who? Is the tsara. Is everything okay? Uh-huh. I don't know. According to the Tanakamos, they were never married. Why? Because they made it night. But according to the Acherim, you can't make such a night. Why? Because once he's once he's boiled her in other nos, so they were completely married. So then how in the world did Rim Gamliel Miyabim the Tsara? It's his own daughter's co-wife. And you can't be Miyabim the Tsara. The answer is because his daughter was a islandess, but only according to Acherim. According to the Tanakam, you don't have to come on to that because there was a Tanai, there was Mavato the Kiddushin to the daughter, and the, she's not even a Tzara. She just happens to be the wife of, the Tzara happens to be the wife of Reuven, which Shimon is allowed to be Miyavim. Does anybody remember when the Tzar Ani switches into Meiser Shani, or Meiser Shani switches into Meiser Ani? What year? What? Three and six. Oh, uh, so don't say I was wait, I was hoping Jonathan would be here now to ask him because he's a big moment from this chart, he said. It's boring. So here you have years one, two, four, and five. You give 10% of the, all your produce to yourself. It's called Maiser Shani. And you bring it to Yerushalayim if you redeem it, etc. But years three and six, you give 10% to the Ani. What happens? On the first day of Shvat, big question. Because when does the year change? When do you switch? When when does year two go into year three? Not by Rosh Hashanah that we have in Tishrei, but the Rosh Hashanah for trees, which is when Tuba Shvat or Machlokes Hillel, the first day of Shvat. So there's a story where Rabbi Kiva he picked his esrog on Rosh Chodesh Shvat. That's when I think people actually daven on the esrogim. I believe they daven Tuba Shvat, not on the. Okay, fine. And he gave Meiser Shani 
and Maisarani. How exactly did he do it? Says Taisvis, very interesting. He didn't take 10% and 10% of his produce. He took 10%, he brings Yerushalmi. He took 10% and gave it to Maisar Shani. Then he took that 10% and gave it to Maisar Shani and he redeemed it on money, which he allowed to do to bring it to Yerushalayim. And then he gave the money, and that ten, then all the fruit that he redeemed, he gave to the Anim, that's Maisar Ani. And the 10% that's now in money, he took that money to Yerushalayim. It cost him twice. It cost him 10% plus 10%, but he did it with only 10% of his produce rather than 20% of the produce. Okay. That it's Rishchaydash Shvat that you give, that it changes from year two to three. And they say it's on Tuba Shvat, so you really, it's still Maisar Shani, don't give Maisar Ani yet. Shemaim and also, why did Rabbi Kiva do two Maisaris? Obviously, they did like they Paskin. Rabbi Kiva, Gemara is topic lay. Of course, Rebbe Kiva goes like Basil, like we passed him. But he wasn't sure what exactly Basil said. Did they say Rishchaydish? Did they say Chamishon Sibishvat? Because of that suffix, he gave it twice. In Gemara Sukkah, right? The Mishnah. There was a story where Shammai's daughter in law gave birth. There was another child there that was Gilchinoch, that was, uh, and because he slept next to his mother, he had to open up the roof to make it a sukkah. Shmamina also, you see that Bishamai went according to their own psakim. What's the whole problem? That we're going to do like this good to do two tires. If somebody sees a hole in the roof, nobody's ever going to think that they built a sukkah. Why is there a giant hole in the roof? Obviously, there's a hole in the bedroom because she needed more air. Okay, it's a little bit of a tchak, but it's enough to not bring a tremendous riot from that. There's a little mikvah, let's call it a kale mikvah, that didn't have enough water, didn't have arba and mikvah, and it was attached to a larger body of water. And people were very magnet and tires, they used to use that smaller mikvah, let's call it 20 saw. And there was a hole between the two mikvahs to make the mikvah kashaka, it touches the other mikvah and it's kosher. But Bishami weren't happy with the hole. We learned in Chagiga, the hole has to be two fingers and you're able to turn it easily. They didn't like that. They made it much wider. It has to be a right. But we learned it's the, like the, the opening of this battle from the outside, two fingers. They could rotate easily. Why did they, why did they expand the mikvah? Because they paskin, they actually follow through on their psak. Says the Gemara Hasamaroya, Oimer, La Pushe, Anybody that sees it thinks, oh no, we just want more water in there. That's even, that's easier to understand than the sukkah. Sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Shmuley Sugar, the original sugar shaker. Sponsored in honor of Ed Kinsbursky, Brian Kinsbursky, and Ari Miller for learning the daf. Toshma. Don Rebbe Lazar, Bar Tzadok. People were starving, it was famine, and I saw him eating dry bread with salt. And I told my father, Go give him some olives. So he saw that the olives are moist from the juice that comes out of the olives. What is that called? 
you could call it moil, you could call it shemen. If it's oil, and I want the oil to be there, that makes the fruit mushul kabotoma. Today, Bezer Shem, I'm going to ask Menachem Mendel Fenster, the Belzer, because I have this quite, I always thought, I don't know, Shas, and my Chavrusa obviously knows it a lot better than me. I thought that the most popular sugya, the mo- most mentioned idea in Shas is Heksher Toma. That was my thing. He says, no, it's true Muslim. I said, fine, he's probably right. I'm thinking about it, he's probably right. But anyway, I'm going to ask him what he thinks. Because it's not, it's not a word that you can search. It's like, here, it's a concept. Here's a concept that we, we mentioned again. In order for fruit to become Tomei, and Eliakim gave me this yesterday. He thinks it's, I forgot who he thought it's from. But it's very interesting. If you want to remember what the seven liquids are, besides the last one, I'm not so sure how it works, but sukkahs, we know sukkahs is the, the holiday, the, the yontav of water, nisuchamayim, Hanukkah is oil. Purim is about wine. Pesach is the dam of the carbon Pesach and Mila. Shvuas, we eat milchiks, milk. Rosh Hashanah, honey. Yom Kippur, I don't know. <laughs> Tal. Something, the Tal of Tchisamesim, uh, I don't know what. What? People stick their tongue out. What? Oh, that's Tess, the, that's the day of the month? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, fine. If somebody, somebody's going to have a good chat, they're going to get a couple emails. What? He, he got, and he brings this as a simon, and he has a pshat and tal. Okay, fine. So you can remember. What's Hanukkah? Oil. Purim. Wine. Dvash. Okay, everything's good. And tal, you remember, that was hard to understand what Yom Kippur was tal. Tal, but tal. Great. Wow, the letters between Tess and Lamed says Menachem Mateh is Yud and Chav, which stands for Yom Kippur. As you can see over there, Yom Kippur. Very good. It's very easy to remember. Givaldik. Royce and Shem Lachen. So he sees that they're moist and therefore the Mechabal Tumah. The Mechabal Tumah, what if an Amaritz touched it? Rashi says very interesting, maybe touched the outside of the, of the earthenware, which is very hard to understand. All the Rishonim talk about it. Because we know Tuma and earthenware is from the inside. Omar Li, Ein Ani He saw this, he said, I don't eat olives, which the, the famous story of Yankov Kamenetsky came to mind when he told somebody. No, he said, what olives? What olives? He, what does he say? He, he didn't say what? what Where do you see that? You see, in your thing. Okay. But the words that he told him was, Ein Ani which he meant because they're wet. Okay. But Rangiv Kamenetsky, he told somebody he didn't want to eat it in their house, and he says, either the story is, I don't eat gebrokst, and then from that day on, for the rest of his life, he didn't eat gebrokst, or he, he said, I don't eat chocolate cake, and from that day on, he didn't eat, whatever, one of these stories, but because he said it, he made it a real thing. By the way, there's a Indian not to eat olives, period. Don't, people don't eat olives, because the Gemara says, So if you put olive oil, olive oil is good for memory, so you put it on. It's hard to say. He says that it depends. Sometimes, it's not that the olive oil undoes the damage of the olives. Sometimes the damage of the olives is so great to you, and, and, the, and the plus, the benefit of the olive oil is not that great, it doesn't, it doesn't cancel each other out. It might not work, he says. And also he says that it has to be somebody that eats olives every 30 days. If you haven't eaten olives, for more than 30 days, then it doesn't work, and it's kosher l'shikha, that's what he says. So then you can never eat olives for the rest of your life. What? Haragal b'zeisim. It said, the lashon is, haragal b'zeisim. Haragal means every 30 days. Fine. 
You should know that what happens if I have holes in the bottom of a barrel? What am I showing? I don't want the liquids. And if I don't want the liquids, in order for liquids, those seven liquids, to make your fruit, it has to be a shiyutan, bichiyutan. And, and it's not chiyutan. I don't want it. I'm, I want it to come out on the bottom. I big question. If I have holes on the bottom, how in the world did these olives get moist? Wh- where's the liquid from? Oh, I made holes and they got plugged up. If you have round, a bunch of crushed olives and they're, they're, they're moist. So what does Basil hold? You must make holes in it to show you don't want the juice that comes out of them. They, they hold that if you did make holes, but whatever, the, the leftovers, the stuff in the, in the olives, they plug the hole, that's good enough because you showed you don't want the liquids. Even though he's a Talmud of Shammai, now, if Beishami did according to their own thing, so he's telling you, even though he's a Beishami Nick, he doesn't do like Beishami. But if everybody in the world goes like Basilel, my Ravuse, what are you trying to be Machadish here? And in fact, the Gemara stays with a Raya that what? Asu. There's a good Raya. Here we have our Raya that Bishami actually did what they said they were going to do, and his Talmud didn't listen in this point. Toshma, Shalas Rabbi Shua. Tsaras Habas Mao. So going back to Tsaras Habas, I think it's out of order here. Tsaras Habas. Yeah, they asked, what's the, what's the halach in this case where a daughter and a co-wife felt you? It's Is it a green line or a red line? Could you marry the tzar or not? What do you think? Why are you putting my head between two large mountains? Between a tremendous machlaikas. I'm scared they're gonna crush my skull. Why am I scared they're gonna crush my skull? Says Rashi, incredible. Because if I pass in that that these that these kids are Mamzerim, according to Bishamai, you marry the Yavama, and according to Basil, that's Asr. So according to Basilel, that marriage is illegal and the children are Mamzerim. The Mamzerim are gonna come and kill me. I'm saying that they're all Mamzer. It's, it's, it's a, he's actually fearful for his life. He's not just saying a story. Oh, I'm scared somebody's going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Who? The Mamzer. I'm going to tell you that people went like Basil without even Chalitza and they get married. They're great Mishpachas. Mishpachas based Tzvayim, Ben Achmoy, Mishpachas based Kofayim, Ben Mikoshish. Two great families. Shem Ben Eitzaris. They got married without Chalitza. And not only that, we didn't, we didn't say that the Gumim and the Chalalim, they were able to do Avaidah. If Bisham, I in fact married them, that's why he's fearful for his life from the Mamzer. Who is he fearful from? Imaginary people that don't exist. They never did it. And even if Bisham, I went according to their Psak and they married these Tsaras. My Misyarani, why is there any fear at all? Look at this chart right over here. What we had it yesterday. We're talking about Rishua himself. And Rishua himself says that the only way you have a Mamzer is the last thing on the chart. Yesterday we had Chavi Lavin, that's Rebekiva. And we had Karas. He says, no, in order to be a Mamzer, 
You have to have a Mrs. Bezin. Now he married one of the Arayis, one of the 15, that's only Karas. Most of them, yeah? All of them. So according to Yeshua himself, why was he fearful they are not Mamzerim? Because a Mamzer only comes from, let's say, your own mother. Or Kalasai. Okay, it's in Mishnah. Well, I'm making them all not royal for Kuluna, and that is my problem. They're going to come kill me. You have an almana who's only not allowed to marry one person in the world. A kain gadol. Nevertheless, her son is not royal for the mizbeach. Zu This woman, this tzara, who is also to the whole world, even Yisraelim, certainly her son should be pogum. An incredible. Rabbi Yisrael brings in Eleven Shabbat an incredible Bali Taisvis. Mamish is worth it to stay here till this, just for this. Why in the world is a Kaingodal Asr Ta'almana? This is gonna, Mamish, get you good. He says, because a Kaingodal has the power of Tfilah on Yom Kippur. When he goes into Kaidash HaGadashim, he could dive him for whatever he wants. He's the, in the holiest of the holy, and he could kill people. Who's he gonna kill? He's gonna see a woman in the street, he's gonna kill her husband. And try to marry her. So we don't want him to do that. So you say, ah, you can't marry an almana. Only a psula. Bali Taisa say, the Rishonim. So first of all, you see that no one is saved from bad thoughts. Even the Kain Gadol, on the holiest day, in the holiest place, is thinking about other things and killing people. And second of all, you see the Kain Gadol, what, what, what a person can do. Else in the no, if he's a bad guy, he dies. But if he's a tzaddik gomer, he just wants to marry somebody. Uh, it doesn't. Who said that? Everyone. Bad people die there. Not not. Anyways, it was a very interesting balatayshvus. We asked, what's the halacha with the tsar itself? Here. We asked, what's the halacha here? You see the chart, the tsar. And you're telling me that the offspring was able to do a void and perform a void in the base of Mishnah. I'm asking you, are you allowed to marry the Tsar or not? Because of the Tsars. Says Gemar Taitik In fact, there's two questions here. Tsar is my, first of all, what about the co wife? And if it, the halach is, you don't even have to, she doesn't even require Khalitza, she go marry anybody she wants. What if, you see? She married the, the a dentist from the five towns, the Sarah. And they had a child. What's the halach of the child? Because there's no chalitza here. Is she zakuk to Shimon? She has to marry Shimon. Or maybe Shimon has to perform a chalitza of some sort. And since she didn't, he didn't perform chalitza. And she married the dentist. And they had a child. What's the halach of the child? Maybe I should have put a boy there for kuna, whatever. But the point is, is it pogum or not? Lemaynaf kimino. At the end of the day, what's the, what's the nafkimina lemaisa? Because nobody goes like Bishamah. We're all passing like Bishamah. What about this case? Pretty, we're very familiar with this case. Ruvain married the Berkeley lady. Then he divorced her and the plumber married the Berkeley lady. Then he divorced her. And the first guy who shouldn't have been married to her marries her. He's Machzikushasi. And then they have a baby. So whatever the halacha is, in the first case, 
of the tsara, I want you to tell me what Allah is. Is this Vlad Pogum or not? And if it's not Pogum, then I'll know over here also that it's not Pogum. Do we say that the Vlad is Pogum from a Kavachoymer? Or she Dalmona herself is Mischal, but a Grusha, says Rashi, beautiful. A Grusha who gets married, is not Mischal, because a Grusha is already Osir to Kuhuna. And therefore, it doesn't even do anything. If, if you marry her, she doesn't become Osir to eat Truma. Because she's already Mechulalas Vaymedes. They're not Mamzerim, but they are considered Chalalim, Bnei Tzores, and I'm going to say, I'm telling you that the, the, the kids of the Tsaris are not Pogom, they work in the Misa Migdosh. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.